0: Hey, happy Monday, this is your Monday Morning Wake Up with Jack McNeil. Hope uh, everyone has had a wonderful uh, Lord's Day yesterday. Hope you're ready to serve God uh, the rest of the week as well. Uh, While I've got you here, I wanna just spend a couple minutes uh, looking at the uh, book of Luke, and actually the 15th chapter of the book of Luke. If uh, you're unfamiliar with the three parables of lost things that are found therein, then, or it's been a while since you've read it, I urge you to to go ahead and put this on pause and uh, go ahead and read the chapter and then uh, come back. I'll wait. I'll still be here, I promise. Uh, And so I'm going to assume that you've read Luke chapter 15 fairly recently. And so in this chapter, again, there's three parables of lost things that, you see, the Pharisees had uh, been, uh, of course, they were among Jesus' sharpest critics, and they had leveled a lot of criticisms about him because he received these penitent sinners and publicans and so uh, they murmured and they complained against him and they, they said this man receiveth sinners and eateth with them and so jesus in response to this he tells three parables the parable of the lost sheep in verses three through seven uh, the parable of the lost coin in verses eight through ten And then the parable of the lost son in verses 11 through 32. Now, there's a number of similarities in these three parables that are purposeful and and pointed. You know, in each of these these parables, the shepherd, the woman, and the father, respectively, each lost something that they valued highly. Uh, And so uh, the shepherd, the lost sheep, represents a loss of future income, as well as a loss of any and all time and effort that he spent with that particular animal. And so uh, to the woman, that lost coin represents a loss of income and and future security. You know, in that society, there was no social safety net. And so if you lost something like, uh, you know, a coin, that was something of great value, Uh, you would do anything in your power to find that coin. And that's exactly what she did. She basically, you know, turned the house upside down looking for that lost coin. Now, the father, the loss of the son, first of all and foremost, represents the loss of someone that he loves very deeply and cherishes very deeply. But it's also the loss of part of his legacy and maybe some of his security in, in his old age. You know, to the Jews and people of that day, a man's wealth, Uh, was often counted in the number of children and sons, especially which he had. And so in each of these parables, uh, the shepherd, the woman, and the father each put forth effort in order to recover what was lost. You know, think about the shepherd. He's got 100 sheep. He's got 99 of them safely in the fold. Uh, And so he goes into the wilderness to look for that one sheep that was lost. You you think about the wilderness and, and, uh, you know, it's an untamed place. There could be wild animals. You know, David talks about a lion. He talks about a a bear that he's had to defend his flocks against. And so imagine uh, those things are still there. Uh, And so there might be bandits. You know, we read about the the good Samaritan. There were bandits in the wilderness. And so uh, a lot of danger that he could put himself in for that one sheep, only 1% of his flock. Uh, you know, to leave, to leave the place of safety himself and go and looking for that sheep requires a lot of effort and a, a willingness to risk his own personal safety. Again, as we said with the woman, she put out a lot of effort to find that coin that she lost somewhere in her house. She left no stone unturned. Uh, the father in the, the parable of the prodigal, knowing that his son could not be brought forcibly home, I mean, he could, but... Uh, what would his son have learned from that? And so he showed his understanding that his son needed to come back of his own free will. The father showed great love for his son in this, to think about it, and showed great confidence that his son would eventually uh, come back to him. And so uh, the father, in desiring the son's genuine love, was willing to let him go and risk never seeing him again. So that the son could fight it in himself to return the love that his father shows to him. The fact that he actually was watching for his son on the day that he returned, he saw him coming afar off. He was watching. This was a habit, uh, clearly habitual. Uh, and so he's watching. It's like, you know, maybe every evening and every morning he's looking down the road, hoping to see that sun come over the horizon. And, and, and when he finally does, what does he do? He immediately, uh, you know, he never gave up and he immediately, he runs to him. He doesn't wait. You know, he's waited all this time and, and he sees his son coming. He says, well, I'll just stand here and he'll get here eventually. He doesn't do that. He runs to him. And so um, we see his love and concern because he's not even going, I'll oh, wait another minute. I won't get to him right now. And so in each of these three parables, we see great rejoicing. We see great rejoicing when that which was lost is now found. You know, at the end of the first two parables, Jesus stated, uh, the first one, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. And the second parable, he says, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And in the lost son parable, we also see a great amount of rejoicing uh, where the father expressed this great sentiment. It was meet that we should be merry, make merry, and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. And so these are the the three parables. Uh, now the point of these, what is the point? You know, uh, there's a big difference between the three parables of lost things. We noted uh, the great rejoicing he- in heaven uh, in the presence of the angels and with the Father and the three. Uh, uh, parables respectively but nevertheless in the parable of the lost son we see one individual rather than rejoicing at the return of his lost brother resented him for having left the father and for the father rejoicing at his return he was resentful remember he says you know you're throwing a big party for my brother who ran away and came back you didn't throw a party for me i've been here all this time and so he's angry at his brother Now, obviously, going back to the shepherd and the woman uh, and also the father, they represent our heavenly father in these parables. All three of them represent our heavenly father. Uh, The things lost, the the coin, the sheep, and the son, all represent the publicans and the sinners. Heaven and its angels represent God and all those who are truly spiritual and are faithful children of God. And they rejoice when they see someone return to the fold. And then we see the resentful older brother. And he is the one that represents the Pharisees. And that's the point, the reason why Jesus gave this parable. Now, you think about Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, came to seek and save that which was lost, Luke chapter 19, verse 10. Christ, the great physician, came to heal sinners of the disease of sin. Christ, as our elder brother, came to reconcile lost man back to his heavenly father. Uh, We don't see any of this in that uh, older brother, do we? No. The faithful child of God should greatly rejoice when a lost soul is returned to the fold. The Pharisees, on the other hand, they were guilty of the same sin as the elder brother. The sin of the Pharisees was not a sin against morality, as was the case with the publican sinners, although they are repenting. It was a sin of their hearts. They prided themselves on their faithfulness. and They thought the Messiah would you know, give them the proverbial pat on the back for being so great. But instead, he rebuked them for their adher- adher- adherence to tradition over God's commandments and for their unforgiving attitude. Because of their self-righteousness, they failed to recognize their own lostness. Just like the older brother failed to realize that he too was lost although he had not wasted his substance in riotous living, and he had been there in the presence of his father all this time. When we have the attitude of the elder brother, we cannot be pleasing to the father. We must have a forgiving mindset and an attitude of humility. Otherwise, we too could be guilty of the sin of the Pharisees. And so I I urge you to to go back and to read this wonderful chapter to to really look at all three of these great parables and see how much it is that God cares for you and for me and for those out there in the world that are lost. We ought to have the same care for them that God has for us. So I hope you have a great week this week and I hope you can find someone that you have an opportunity to speak to and talk to about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Have a blessed week. Thank you.